One of my favorite hobbies is... Yes. Looking at things and saying, that's bad design. <laughs> I don't know about... I don't know really anything else about design. I just no. know bad design when I see it. You can recognize bad design. Yeah. I'm trying to get in the habit of also recognizing and praising good design mm. on the flip side. I Being like, oh, I knew immediately what I was supposed to do right there. I've been trying to uh, take pictures of things that are like... I don't even know if I have any. Of things that I'm like, that pleases me, design-wise. Yeah, I've been trying to take... I, I've been thinking about uh, taking pictures of, of the poster campaigns that I see on the sides of um, the Skytrain platforms, yes. in particular. When I'm like, good job. I like it. Yeah. All right. And I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with that. Exactly. Like, just There's, put it on Twitter, I guess. Yeah, or just Look like... Look at this. It's great. Font placement, really nice. In my head, I'm going to have, like, a folder mm. on my phone that's, like, good design. And then whenever I need to design anything, mm. I'm going to click on that folder and go through and get inspired. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. But will I actually do that? Probably not. Probably not. That's my other habit. Just daydreaming. Daydreaming uh, about all of the cool projects I'm going to do. Nothing better than the endorphins. Yeah, man. And then you feel uh, the satisfaction of a really great project without all the work of, of having to do the project. Oh, uh, if there's anything worse than doing a project, <laughs> I've actually I heard... don't know what it is. <laughs> I haven't seen a script, but I've no doubt if it isn't up to par, they'll chuck it out. Ooh, la, 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 la. Eventually, like, I'm gonna finish this animated short before I finish it. <laughs> and then I'm gonna do, like, maybe one or two other smaller projects, and then, like, that is the next big, big project I'm going to get. Cool. Yeah. I look forward to reading it. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be very good once I, you know, get around to actually making it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Fan Fiction Writers Room. I'm your editing manager, Spencer Suarez. And I'm your managing editor, Liz Cernick. Here on Fan Fiction Writer's Room, we take characters submitted by you, the listener, and weave them into a masterpiece in the way all great stories were meant to be told. By amateurs on the internet. How are you, Liz? I'm doing pretty good, and uh, this week I went to Stop Podcasting Yourself mm. live. Right, tell me about that, that. you and I were supposed to both go to. Yeah, but... it's one of our favorite podcasts. Yes, yeah. Um, um, and it was one of the first times I'd ever seen a podcast live. Because right. it happens in Vancouver, so it's pretty easy to get to. And it was a lot of fun. You were supposed to come with me. I was, but it turned out I had booked two shows for myself that day. Oh, a real threes company yeah. scenario. I went to see Lord and Run the Jewels instead. The musicians. Oh, okay. Now I, now I not, understand. Not, not, not God. I thought you were just going to church to see the Lord, which I, also very important. So that's why I was like, yes. oh yeah, you got to go to that concert. And I it's, do refer to church services as concerts. Yes. So yeah, I totally understood. The the musician of the song about how we're royals and 
Uh, no, we're not. We'll we're never not, be royals. We'll never be royals. That's right. And snap, it's snap. Just not in our blood. Yes. Snap, snap. Is the, that in the song? The, the song has a lot of snaps in it. Oh, I it's see. They don't it. say we'll never be royals. Snap, snap. No. Snap a gap. I'm Lord, and I'm here to say that I loved. Oh man. Uh, did it's a good you... thing I've never been a songwriter because yes. all of my songs would have that line. If they would somewhere in them. Did you know that uh, "Green Light" by Lord is basically one of the best songs ever? I didn't know that. It's one of the best songs ever. I guess I'll have to listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about Stop Podcasting. Um, stop, stop Podcasting Yourself. I ended up going uh, with my brother Luke mm-hmm. and our good buddy Damon, uh, who he knows from school. Yes, uh, I know Damon. Uh, so that was fun. Um, it was one of the most surreal experiences of my life. Okay. So let me tell you Please. about Stop Podcasting Yourself live. It So Stop Podcasting Yourself is um, Grant Clark and Dave Shumka's mm-hmm. podcast. It takes place in Vancouver. And it's just them having a fun, light, breezy conversation. Yes. Where they just try to make each other laugh. Basically. Exactly. And they have some fun like games and segments and stuff like that. Um, so they're just on stage in this crowded bar. We got in too late to get seats, so we were just like standing at the back of the bar holding our beers. Um, but it was fine. I could see the stage fine. Uh, so they're having a great little conversation between the two of them. And apparently they're going, they're going to have some guests on later in the show. And, uh, the two hosts just have, uh, sort of an intro section between the two of them. And it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And we're just riding high and it's so fun. And I'm like, this is great. I'm so, cause I was kind of grumpy because it had been raining that day and I had had to like yeah. stuff my, uh, uh, supper in my mouth while I was walking to the bar and I had just got off work. So I was like, oh, I'm grumpy and I had a beer. But then the show started and it was so fun. Like, just so It's great when a delightful. show can bring up everything. Yes, when you're, yes. When you're like, blah, 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 and then you go to a thing and it's like, elevates every mood, every, mm-hmm. it's the best feeling. Yeah, so uh, we're all, the whole entire bar is just having a great time. We're riding high. Um, and they bring out their next guest. And it's like, this should be... So easy to do. Just go out on stage and just chat with these nice, funny dudes. Yeah, it's a low-pressure show. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the... So they bring up this guest. Our show is... has a higher pressure than... <laughs> yeah, than there's actually... Podca- yeah, it's like you have to do a thing on our show. <laughs> yeah. Their show, that's just like hanging. Yeah, just hang out and chat and be funny and, and kind and whatever. But so they bring out this guest and he's like a name. Mm-hmm. He's he's a... a guy that used to be on sitcoms um and he's pretty old and he probably hasn't been in a lot of stuff today but he comes out on stage and like he just starts blathering and it's hard i guess maybe he's a little drunk it's hard to make out what he's saying man and he you can and he's like bringing up the most volatile worst subjects to bring up I think in one of the first sentences he said on stage, he said the phrase, and this guy, Jordan B. Peterson, and Jordan Peterson is an extremely uh, political, polarizing figure in in Canadian uh, uh, discussion right now. And it's like, holy shit, don't bring up that asshole. You're going to divide the room. Like this, don't get mad at this weird alt-right weirdo. What are you talking about? I mean, he... And it's like, what is happening? He's just doing a weird, angry stand-up bit. He's not even talking to the other hosts. Oh, man. And it was like, and the room just got silent. 
And it was like no one knew any of his references. Man. No one knew anything that he was talking about. And it was like he had this weird mean instinct where he comes from mean 80s comedy. Yeah. And like he kept he kept making gay jokes and trying to walk it back oh. as though as though he was in on the joke like yeah. As though, like, well, back in, oh, back, if this was the 80s, I would have made a, a cracker about you two sleeping together. And that would have got lots of laughs in the 80s, but we know we can't do, and, like, pretending like he's in on Lamp-shading the... shading your joke does not mean that yeah, you are mean... smarter than your joke. Exactly. It was like, you just made a gay joke. Yeah. What? What is happening? And he kept making, I think, and it was, like, palpably obvious and so uncomfortable in the room that no one was enjoying themselves people were there was like the usual smatter there was no one no one was heckling or anything but there was just the usual smattering of like um uh, polite polite laughter Mm -hmm. trying everyone was just trying their hardest to raise the mood again and it was just like it was the most unpleasant when the audience has to save the comedian yeah yeah, that's what it felt like and he kept he kept like drawing attention to the fact that he was basically bombing oh, a conversation. The like, worst. It was so bizarre. And then I, I turned to my brother, who um, um, does stand up, mm-hmm. and he and he was like, "Yeah, this is what stand up is." And I yeah. was like, "No wonder you don't want to hang out at this shitty crowd and do these shitty things." And he was like, "Yeah, at every show, just because they're a name, some angry white." male comes out on stage and just uh, is angry for 20 minutes and the audience just stares at the floor and and chuckles politely and mm-hmm. waits with your breath held oh my god finish your set so we can continue enjoying yourself right yeah. and like it we it wasn't a crowd of kids i'm 30 years old and i didn't know what the fuck he was referencing at one point oh my god at one point it was so funny at one point he said it was like he he was he started referencing his old bits, like like anyone's like gonna anyone would know remember your bits. them. You're the guy from the sitcom. You're exactly. Not, it, it we was, don't know your comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and Luke and Luke was like when we first got in the got in the um, bar. He was like, "There's like no one from the comedy scene here. What is what is going on?" So I don't know what that was about. But. I mean, that makes sense for going to a podcast show, though, right? I guess so. Like people. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there is overlap between, like, comedy fans and podcast fans, but Stop Podcasting Yourself isn't WDF. It's not about comedy. Yeah, yeah, I it's suppose so. It's just a hangout show yeah, that yeah. happens to have the comedians usual, on it. I guess usually are comedians. But yeah, yeah, but, right. like, it's, it's, not it's not about comedy in the same way that mm-hmm, WDF mm-hmm. is, or every comedy podcast is actually a serious podcast that happens to be about comedy. Right, that's a lot of them. Where they're discussing the ins and outs of comedy it's like this isn't a comedy show i guess that's kind of yeah i guess maybe this guy kind of got it confused and thought he was on wtf oh maybe that's actually an interesting now that you bring that up that's like okay i maybe i understand that a little more because he was kind of doing a set but also just angry rambling yeah it was really weird um uh, in like the most like uh, what do you call it like volatile of subjects where it's like don't bring that shit up in in Polite company and like everything was about religion and politics oh, and this and that and it's like why what even if I agreed with your stance on this shit it's not yeah. fun and light and breezy it's not why I came to this, this show. show like stop podcasting yourself is the best because it's fun and light and breezy yeah exactly even like 
to compare it to, say, the McElroys, like My Brother, My Brother and Me, it's My Brother and My Brother and Me is a higher tension show, and it's light and breezy. Yeah, yeah, then yeah, yeah. Stop, stop podcasting yourself like they have one segment. Yeah. It's like just, them just hanging out. Yeah. It's very good. At one point you referenced, do you remember my Y2K joke? And the joke was like, Y2K, why not 2K? Something, something, blah, 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 about as lame as that first joke. And I turn to Luke and I go, 18 years ago? And then Damon turns to both of us. And Damon, who's younger than both of us, turns to both of us and goes, I was three. (laughs) And none of us are children. I'm 30, again, I'm 30 fucking years old. Like... And I was eight when that shit went down. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then when the when the second guest came on, we were just we were just waiting, waiting, I was waiting. Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were just waiting, waiting, waiting for this stupid guy to finish and get off the stage. Um, but they did the thing where, like, late night shows do, where they add a guest and then they just add a guest. So now there's four people on stage okay. instead of replace the guest. Mm-hmm. So when we saw that this guy was still on stage, uh, we were all kind of catching each other's eyes and we're like, do we want to step outside? Do we, like, oh, no, it wasn't just, yeah. it wasn't just like, it's not funny anymore. It was actively unpleasant to yeah. listen to. So we were like, do we want to step outside? So finally, finally, when we saw, we were, we were like, well, let's just wait it out. Wait this guy out. But then when we saw the second guy come on, and now there was four people on stage, we were like, no, I can't handle any more of this one guy. So we all just stepped outside and like, hung out where people would hang out if they were smoking and just chatted to each other. We were like, let's try try and time it so that we get back in for uh, for overheards later. We managed to catch the one very last overheard. Okay. But yeah, so we just stood outside and kind of looked at each other and were like, what just happened? (laughs) And Luke tried to explain to me what actually just happened. And I was like, oh my god, no wonder you don't want to do this bullshit anymore. Yeah, I have like two or three friends who... All, and like myself included, like I have thought like it would be fun to like try stand-up comedy, but like I have all these friends who are like, the scene is so toxic. And it's like, it's fun to go up and like try to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. Like that's the fun part. But then you have to hang out with these people that are just like angry, bitter jerks. Yeah. Who just like want to be angry, bitter jerks on stage. And Uh that's why they're here. I'll definitely go to Stop Bots. Can you... Stop podcasting yourself live again. Yes, I really want to go. I'm so going to will... research their I, guest. I believe I in May they have another show. So Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely go again. And that show is for charity as well. It's not just oh, really? a... Because this one was for Just for Laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is actually to support something. Mm, I don't know I what, see. but mm-hmm. maybe something good. So I just want to make sure that it's not angry, bitter, old assholes mm-hmm. as guests. Yes. The real problem. The, the hosts were great. Bless their souls. They were oh, trying yeah. their best. They were very polite. They didn't do anything to... Yeah. You could tell they were very, like... They didn't want to step on his lines and, like, just talk over him. But they were also trying not to uh, antagonize him in any way. Yeah. There's, like, a couple different paths you can go down. Mm-hmm. And one is antagonizing. And that can go I so wrong. I actually... But yeah, it also yeah. can go so right. Uh, I... To just call out what is happening that everyone in the room knows is happening. I um I think I would have preferred that they took the reins a bit more. They yeah. they both kind of like They're... they didn't speak barely at all. Yeah. Either of them. His entire Man. his entire segment. That sucks. And he kept he kept doing a thing where he would make fun of Dave Shumka as like again, like this with this weird <clears throat> I guess because he was just in that scene in the seventies and eighties yeah. where that's just what you do. It was like you and it was like the designated 
like David Letterman with his sidekick where they like make fun of each other, but mm-hmm. of course it was like, oh, there's the sidekick, I gotta yeah. make fun of him or something. And it was just like, what? But there is like, you're at a show where everyone in the room knows the hosts. And if the hosts aren't enjoying the making fun of, then it's a problem. Yeah, exactly. Because yes. everyone's looking at Obama to be like, is this okay that, that Stephen Colbert is saying this about you? Okay. Okay, we're good then. We're, we're laughing. I don't know what you're talking about. Just like at a presidential I roast. At a fucking show. As a, at a presidential roast. Oh. They're, they're looking at the president to make sure he's enjoying himself. But that's a roast. Okay. But like. I see I'm, what you're saying. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like, if the, this person yeah. is attempting to roast Dave. Right, and right. it in wasn't a, in a working in a way like, that Dave was laughing at it, so everyone yeah. He was politely like, laughing at yeah. it, but he, but he would also be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> if he's not enjoying himself, <laughs> yeah. no one who likes Dave in the audience is exactly. going to be yeah, yeah. with it. It was really weird. Yeah. And that's... But afterwards, I was like, you know what? This... Fills me with confidence. Yeah. Because apparently make, doing comedy is real fucking easy. <laughs> Anyone can do it. Yeah. You and can just get up on stage people... and talk at people for a while. I was like, I'm way funnier than this angry asshole. I mean, A, I'm just not as angry as him. Mm-hmm. So I'm already way more pleasant. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm funnier or not. It's just <laughs> more fun to listen to me because I'm not just like... Speaking of yeah. uh, w- gay jokes and then needing to walk them back. Speaking of WTF, I remember Will Ferrell's episode. Mm-hmm. He talked about going to like an open mic set yeah. when he was a baby, and he would sit there and be he was like, a "Real prodigy, two years old, up yeah. on stage." Oh man, he would be like, "Okay, I'm funnier than that person. <laughs> I'm not funnier than that person, but I am funnier than this person mm-hmm. and this person." And like that's how he built his confidence to get up on stage was just like, "Right, right, right." Seeing that, like, oh, no, you're all just a bunch of jerks who don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, it sounds meaner than it is, because it's not, it's not saying, well, I'm better than you. It's more like, it's more like, oh, well, well, I'm, I'm just as good, if not, if not better than that person. And they just did a set, and it was fine. Yeah. And they didn't explode on the spot. Exactly. So, if, even if I go up there and bomb, like, my life isn't going to end. Mm-hmm. You can just be okay at a thing. This person's eating the Subway sandwich right now, not even thinking about that set. They're having... They're they're fine. Oh, the person that just did the set, they got off the stage? Yeah. And they went right to Subway. They went right to Subway. As all comics do. As all comics do. And, I mean, maybe they, they got bummed out for a night. They ate, a, they ate a bigger Subway sandwich than they were planning on. Right. But... Hey, they were still alive the next day. They were still alive the next day. So, uh, that's what's been going on in my world. Okay. And what's been going on in... Oh, how was the Lord concert? The Lord concert was very good. Uh, I... Who were you with? I was with my friend Rachel, who right, I've right. mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the two of us... Is she your usual uh, concert-going... Yes. Pa- ...partner? Yes. <laughs> Buddy? Rachel is very good at getting concert tickets. Ah. Uh, she knows the ins and outs of getting good seats. I love those friends that just can plan a thing and I'm just like I'll just go along with it yeah great (laughs) but uh uh the opener was Tuv Starsky not Tuv Low Tuv Stosky Starsky something like that okay but I is this a Scandinavian name yes it was some it was like Eastern European name Mm. 
I thought the opener was Mitski, whom I love. Okay. But Mitski was only opening in Toronto, not in Vancouver. Oh, different openers across so, the tour. So I got there real early because I was stoked for Mitski. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no, I'm running late. And I walked in and someone else was singing. And, and Mitski like, looked way different than yeah. you remembered them. Um, Is that a person or a band? Yeah, Mitski's a, a person. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I was real disappointed. Too bad. But, you know, I had a couple drinks and waited for Rachel and then we really enjoyed Run the Jewels and Lord, and yeah, Lord put on a good show. She produce she pronounces because she is from New Zealand. Oh, there you go. And Lord pronounces Vancouver, <laughs> Vancouver. So she's like, I love it here in Vancouver, and then she pronounces Canada, Canada. That confuses the hell out of me with those accents. Why do you... You flipped it. It's not just like they're they're pronouncing uh, uh, things with a specific softening. They're they're moving yeah. the letters. ERs go on the ends of A words? And A words go on the ends of ER? What? It's very confusing. Just say the end like you would for Canada. Move it on to Vancouver. Exactly. Canada. Vancouver. But I've been watching... I've been, because I love Thor Ragnarok so much, I've been on a... Uh, Taika Wakiti what Taika Taika Waititi Waititi I love him. I had just Kay. discovered him before before Thor. Oh wow! Because because Michael and I had just gone. Michael's my my movie watching partner. Okay, right. Again, very handy friend to have because he exactly. just finds out what good movies are playing everywhere and books them and whatever. Uh, we had just watched basically all of his movies. Yeah, so. I, I had just watched, uh, the day before, I had just watched What We Do in the Shadows mm-hmm. and um, Hunt for the Wilder People, and then I saw Lord, and it was like a very New Zealand week for me. Ah, Because yeah. very New Zealand focused, yes. Mm-hmm. It was very good. New Zealand accents are one of the easier ones of of the the England-adjacent sounding, the sounding accents, the, the... Commonwealth. East, east of the Pacific Ocean, yeah, the Commonwealth accents or whatever, mm-hmm. because you can just you can just replace every vowel with a short i. Okay. And it would probably be pretty, pretty <laughs> specific. All right. Or at least it will be more obvious which one you're going for. Yeah, I, I definitely hear the the, the, the kiwi in you, you now. Just, you just put an a in every word. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about comedy, we've talked about New Zealand, we've talked about music. Like, what kind of story should we write this week? Oh, man, a comedy musical New Zealand story. Uh, maybe the characters, as they appear, will Okay, well, our first character is your favorite, Will Riker from Star (gasps) Trek. Oh, I'm so excited! Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And literally the last episode we recorded, I just went on and on about my love of Will Riker. Yes. Oh, I was also thinking about um, uh, a, a usual segment we could have of, okay. of my Trek adventure, mm. where I just outline what, what's been going on in my well, Trek adventure. Well, do you want to go? Do Trek you want to try this segment right now? Uh, okay. Here is the theme song for my Trek adventure. But I 
galaxy where your eyes are the stars and the universe worships the night. Careful. Putting me on a pedestal so high you may not be able to reach me. Then I'll learn how to fly. You are the heart in my day and the soul in my mind. Oh, I was actually uh, 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 watching some outtakes okay. from, from uh, The Next Generation. And in one of them, uh, there was a really obvious scene where it was like two in order to cut to commercials. So Will Riker, and there was a bunch of like people standing behind him on the bridge. And he he's staring directly at the camera. And the line is like, let's just hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> he starts going... And everyone on the bridge around him starts going. It's so funny. That's so good. Yeah, it was really cute. And I watched the outtakes, and they were very sweet, and I like it a lot. They just got some fancy, brand new uniforms where it's it's the the a coat or a sweater on top of pants. And so they're always they're they're very very short. Okay. And I I only know this I only know this because I I read it and I'd already seen. Fan made videos like of of Picard pulling his oh, <laughs> top down okay, yeah. just slightly. There's a little movie does eh, because they they ride up a yeah. lot, and so everyone's just. Eh, eh. But only the bridge crew got fancy new uniforms. All the rest of the the, mm. the extras in the background still have the same jumpsuits from before. Okay, but they look way better. Oh my god, the quality of the of the material just like the budget is. Picard looking that it looks fine. Oh yes. Will Riker look at mm, daddy is heck. Mm-hmm. He gained a lot of weight, but it suits him, actually. Yeah. I guess I agree. because the reason the reason I like him is in that daddy way, you know? So He's very daddy. Yeah, so yeah. so the the fact that he gained weight and actually it's part of it too is just like the his physical stature doesn't look bad with weight. You know, some no. some people look really weird in at specific weights. Yeah. You know? Him without the beard and skinny, it looks weird. Yeah. The episode where he's like uh making he's like he's on the planet with the the bad aliens with the forehead and they are dealing with the wizard. Oh yes, yes, yes. The the with the Ferengi, the little the dudes. Ferengi, mm-hmm. yeah. And oh, I love the inclusion of the Ferengi. And they're his, new; they're brand new to oh, yeah. the next generation. The his chin is very like stands <laughs> out to me in that. Maybe it's because I'm used to him with the beard, but like yeah. that episode, him just like standing, looking proud and bold, and just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know being this man's man. Yeah. But like without the beard, it's like. Ah, I don't know, man. Uh-huh. It's so funny. I, I was mentioning before about about the difference between um, season one to season mm-hmm. two, and it's basically a different show. Like okay. it kind of starts at season two, and now it's like, okay, here's the real. Do show. you know? It was like an extended pilot almost. But Do you know the the trope of a TV show getting better. Do you know what that trope is called? I don't. Over the course of a season, or you know, the first season is bad and the second season is good. It is called growing the beard. Because of Riker? Because of Riker. Oh my god, that's amazing! Because it's like, I guess it's just coincidental, but like exactly season two, episode one, the entire show is 100% better. Yes. And now he has a beard, and it's like, oh, the beard's here. Now the show has started officially. While doing research for this episode, I I found that out. Oh, that's perfect! Um, um, I bet if, I bet if I actually do research on, on, for Star Trek, um, I can be the one giving you some fun Trek trivia. I also found out, I tweeted about this, that there are two Trek wikias, one for canon works, oh, which is yeah, the yeah. TV show and the movies, and 
Another for non-canon works, which are video games, board games, books, all the all the rest books. of it. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. They needed two entirely different wikias. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your Trek adventure. The Trek adventure. It's so funny that it's specifically Will Riker too is their character, um, because Will Riker is so different from season one to season two. Mm. It's basically a different character. He's really. Uh, stern and kind of an asshole in season one. Right. And in season two, the character changes so much that, like, it's a plot point of how fun and jovial and nice he is. Oh, whereas, funny. whereas literally in the, in the notes, um, um, Roddenberry had said, like, this character is not supposed to smile in oh, season one. Like, he was, the actor was literally given the note, don't smile. He's so like, funny. I mean, that just makes the character. He was a ladies' man in season one, though, right? He was, but he was supposed to be a dashing, stern ladies' man in that kind of sexist way that oh, 60s and 70s yeah. movies always had dashing right. ladies' men. Okay. Where they just, they know what they want and they're gonna get it. Like a, like a, a Humphrey Bogart private eye type mm-hmm. where he would just grab the lady around the waist and forcefully kiss her and yeah. like I know what I want and it, it was like uh, okay and then by season two like literally there's admirals that it was like he was up for promotion for a for a um, captaincy of his own and the admiral was like I don't like him because he's he doesn't take it seriously enough he's too nice and he's oh, like okay. basically they 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 tried to make him this stern ladies man cool guy but then they realized by season two well, that means Picard and his second in command are both serious characters. So basically they made Picard is our strict wise father and Riker is our fun uncle. Mm-hmm. And he's so fun uncle. It's amazing. I love him. Anyways, uh, so that's... Yeah. Is that your Trek venture? That's my Trek venture. Thank you. I didn't really say much though. I just... You said a lot. You a said about how much you like Will Riker. Yeah, and I... Do a lot. Oh, oh, I just got to the episode. I just got to the episode where Jordy fell in love with a hologram. Oh. And it was really sweet and good and nice. And it was, uh, uh, he needed to create this hologram of this uh, scientist to, to help him figure out whatever engineering problem was happening on the ship. And then they needed to use all of the power in the ship to um, uh, solve the problem or whatever. And she was like, you're going to have to divert all the power from the holodeck. And he's like, oh, you'll Bye. be gone. Goodbye. And it was very... Oh. Sweet and nice and cute and, yeah. I love it. It was a good one. Thank you for listening to... How should we... Our, our podcast with it? <laughs> I can't No, because this is a segment. What, our... what, how should we end the segment? Um, th- that's the end of the Trek venture. Is there... I mean, you could do a star date. Oh, uh, I don't know how their star dates work. Yeah. I mean, it's usually for... I was wondering about that, because the... The Klingon language is a real language, and I was wondering if their star dates actually correspond to a date of some kind. Yeah. Because they use four point, no, four, one, seven, three, there's about five letters. Four, oh, one, five, seven, point three is what they use in The Next Generation. Mm -hmm. And they, in, in Voyager, by the end of Voyager, they're using five, dum, deem, dum, deem, point. Um, I have to imagine it, I mean, because Star Trek, as far as I understand, does use a lot of real science in the way that Star Wars doesn't, Mm -hmm. I have to imagine it is referring to something, especially because time works differently in space. Yeah. So I imagine that space-time is considered in their star dates. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. 
Because there wouldn't even be day or night. Would yeah, there, there would be no day and arbitrary. night, and it wouldn't really refer to Earth time because mm-hmm. that is... It could is, be like 26 hours yeah, cycles or makes, Yeah, that would be totally useless to them mm-hmm. as... Very Terran-centric. Yes. Um, Terran-normative. Terran-normative. Oh, I, I wonder if there is a there is a specific term for that. Maybe. So... Will Rikers are our main character. Mm-hmm. And... We were talking about comedy jerks. We were talking about music. Hmm. Is he just going to bone down with a lot of alien ladies? Oh, and there's okay. so there's so much more in... Uh, I keep coming across more polyamory, mm. free love. Uh, free love is great for everyone I mean, all the time. Let's all have sex Gene with anyone. Yes, oh, he's so into polyamory. Yeah. Uh, into free love. Uh-uh. I mean, that's one of the first episodes of Star Trek is, yeah. like, they all bone. And it's like, we don't even know who these characters are yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, the next generation. But, like, no, there's a, there's also a lot of a lot of episodes where it's specific, like, boning and not wanting to be in a relationship. Okay. Or being in a relationship and boning someone else. And it's like, yeah, that's fine and good. And as long as everyone, you know, has open communication and right, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, I will... Because this show was made in the 80s. Yes. I will introduce um, another character. How about Clifford the Big Red Dog? Oh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Is he from the Big Red Planet, perhaps? Ooh, okay. So there is a planet of Big Red Things. Yeah. Where everything on this planet is big and red. Maybe Clifford is actually the runt. Of his Oh, he's family. little. Yeah. He's a little dog on this planet. Yeah. Clifford on... the regular sized dog on the big red planet. Right. So and... what what else is on the big red planet? Like what okay, so if we are to do this, mm-hmm. then this would be an episode of Star Trek. They would have adventured to the big red planet. Mm-hmm. What kind of adventures do you get on in a planet where everything is big and red? Hmm, I guess you just go through the entire movie of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But Top to kind, bottom. What kind of space ethics do you get out of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Not a whole lot, right? Be kind to little bugs. Yeah. Because your, your kids might actually be riding them. That's true. Okay, okay. Hmm. But also just okay. fun adventures. Well, do they need a moral lesson? Not I always. Don't know. Sometimes it's just Here. fun adventures. All right. Well, what I will say is we I have rolled two dogs this week. Oh. Um I've also rolled Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh so and I've also rolled another animal creature and Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks, the main character from Twin Peaks. Oh shoot, I wish I had any Twin Twin Peaks. I have done my knowledge. Twin Peaks research, so uh, is, is I Is that can... Kyle McLaughlin? Is that the main guy? The actor? Yeah. I I've don't... also heard Kyle McLaughlin, but I think it's McLaughlin. I don't actually Scottish. know his name. Oh, okay. The main character for yeah. the original Twin Peaks yes. show. Okay. Um, the FBI agent or whatever. Yeah. Okay. The FBI agent. What I what we could do is have Will have one of the dogs, and mm-hmm. Dale have one of the dogs, mm-hmm. and then they could enter into a dog show. Maybe it's a dog in uni- alternate universe where everyone is. And dogs? we just think about what breeds of dogs 
the characters on the Enterprise would be. Okay. Because Deanna Troy would be a curly black poodle. Um. A really tall poodle. Okay. What I'm going to say is... And Riker would be a Britney's Mountain Dog. Okay. I like the idea of... And Data is a sign as hairless Sphinx cat. <laughs> okay, he's, Data's a cat. He's a cat. I like the idea of a he's dog alternate... He's learning to be a dog. That's, yeah, very good. And that is what it truly means to be dog. I applaud that. <laughs> I like the idea of a dog alternate universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Will Riker was which dog? A, a Bernie's Mountain Dog. I think it's called Bernie's or Burmese. It's the big old uh, black and brown and white um, shepherd kind of dog. I don't know my dog. Oh, or maybe well. just a German Shepherd. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think maybe a German Shepherd would suit him better, though. And Picard. Let's see. Okay, but Picard hasn't been rolled this week. Oh man. Okay, I'm so, I know you're excited about Star <sighs> Trek. But we gave you a Star Trek segment. Okay, okay. So that's when you can talk about Star Trek. Okay. So so they're not on the, are they on the Enterprise? Or are they just in I think this is like Dogland. Dogland. Like a pound universe puppies. of dogs. Like pound puppies, yes. Mm-hmm. It is pound puppies. So uh, I'm gonna say Dale Cooper is a um he is a what is the He's a golden retriever. Oh, yeah. Somehow that really suits him. Not in not in a physical uh, way, but in a, a personality. Yeah, maybe he's a he's a no, not golden retriever. Um, um, a golden lab. Yes, is what I'm thinking. Sorry, yeah. golden lab. I I get the two mixes mixed right, yeah. up. But yeah, like so you don't know much about uh, Twin Peaks. No. So Dale Cooper, basically, like his deal. Wait, is... let me tell you all everything I know. About okay, Twin please. Peaks. There's a printout on our coffee machine of this character holding a cup of coffee, and it says, that's one damn good cup of coffee. That's what I know about Twin Peaks. Yep, you know pretty much everything you need to know. Ah, excellent. He really likes coffee. He okay. really likes pie. Oh, I like him already. Those are both two of my favorite things. Basically, and Kyle MacLachlan is one of my third favorite things. There you go. Uh, basically, think of like a detective in any show. So logical deduction... Um, you know, he's real smart dude. Okay. He's particularly gifted with, um, deduction? Uh, not particularly gifted with deduction, necessarily. What he is gifted with is intuition. Ah, okay. So, he has a good sense of deduction. However, what he really uses to solve mysteries is his, uh... Precognition, precognitive abilities. So, oh, like for real, precognitive. He has dreams that tell him uh, that you know this person he ha- he should talk to or this thing he should do because he is so. And they in- give him clues. They give him clues. I gotta watch this show. Yeah, I bet actually you would really like Twin Peaks. He's I a- love weird shit and and normal mysteries that have supernatural elements. He's a Buddhist, oh. uh, and it seems like he's very calm and collected. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like a good dude. Um, no. He he has like this bit with this teen who he's like very attracted to, and the teen's very attracted to him. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know what? I'm not gonna. We we won't. Like that's not cool. That's not a cool thing. And like 
Wait, say that again? I was stopped. I was, ba- I was daydreaming about Will Riker again. No. Basically, like, he could bang this teenager. Oh. But, like... He's not gonna. He's not gonna. Because that's not what a good dude would do. Mm-hmm. And, like, he... I don't know if it's necessarily because of... A Is it, like, of, a 17-year-old or, like, a 14-year-old? I don't actually know. It's a high school person. Like, okay. this person is in high school, so... We're supposed to like this guy, though. Hey? Yeah. Okay, so I'm assuming it's a 17-year-old. Yeah. 16 or 17-year-old. Exactly. And, yeah, like, just straight up is, like, no, like, she's trying to sleep with him, and he's like, mm. no, man, like, <laughs> I'm very attracted to you, you're a very attractive person, but, like, no. Mm-hmm. So... It seems like he just has a very high sense of duty. Yes. Strong morals. Strong morals. He will stick to them. And he's very calm and collected. He's just like very like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think a so there's a, a golden lab works for him as, or maybe uh-huh. like a black lab because he has dark hair. Has dark hair. A I don't know, golden lab feels It feels right, right? right? Yeah. So just like, is excitable. Mm-hmm. Is excitable by... His his treat, his coffee, his pie. Yes. But, like, also just, like, high morals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Loyal, brave, and true. And what what did you say Will Riker is? Uh, Bernie's Mountain Dog. But is now it? I'm thinking German Shepherd. Okay, let's do a German yeah. Shepherd for German Will Shepherds Riker. German Shepherds even look like they have a beard. Yeah. By dog standards. And then, yeah, true. Clifford, the big red dog. Courage, the cowardly dog. So Clifford is... A big red dog. Okay. That's the breed he is. Yes. And Courage, I think maybe. I don't is think Courage. A cowardly ha- dog? Yeah, That's I don't the believe Courage is, has a breed. <laughs> Neither does Clifford, really. They are imaginary dogs. See, because in their titles, both of their names have a description of the dogs yes. that they are. Yes. Those are the So their breeds of dogs. are Cowardly Dog and Big Red yes. Dog. Uh, so, what kind of adventures do dogs get into? What I'm thinking is. There's been a murder at the pound. And Detective Scruffs, Detective, what the hell's his name? Dale Cooper. Detective Cooper, Copper, Dale Copper. Got that... name Copper. Okay, that's a dog thing, I guess. Oh, oh, that's what I'm oh, thinking yes, of. Oh, yes, Andy. That was, that was, um, and I'm Copper, I'm a hound dog. In the Fox and the Hound. Oh, okay. The, the hound dog's name was Copper. Okay. Todd and Copper. So, Detective Dale Copper. Has to go to the dog pound and figure out who murdered Lil Taffy. Lil Scruffy. Lil Scruffy. Lil Spots. Patches? Okay, Patches. Who murdered Patches? Who murdered Patches? It's Hmm. a locked cage mystery. Like a locked room mystery, but it's a... What do you call it? A locked kennel mystery. A locked kennel mystery. Okay. Get it? Because say, okay, let me explain it. There's something called a locked room mystery... And what dogs. is a locked room mystery? Oh, it's just it just means that these are the characters that it can be, right? These No, it, it just refers to the fact that a room is locked and the yeah. person is dead and we don't know how. Yeah, but it restricts the murderer to these people, right? Yes? Am I wrong? In a lock like a train mystery is like only it No, I don't think that's what it specifically refers to. I mean that's usually what mystery stories have in common, but I think locked room mystery refers specifically to the fact that the mystery we're trying to solve is how someone got in. So locker mysteries refer specifically to the fact that um, uh, it appears supernatural. 
Because oh, okay. someone vanished into thin air. Right. How did they get through? How did they get in or out? Did you ever play? Did you ever play the um, the games that have the guy named Phoenix Wright? Phoenix, Phoenix Wright. Wright games. Do you ever play them? No. Okay. Well, there's a uh, 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 locked room mystery in one of them. I was going to use it as an example, but you don't know the one, so. What I'm going to say is because Dale Cooper is not our main character, but Will Riker is. He can be. I mean, he can be. You're right. Would you like... I feel like Will Riker is going to be our main suspect for most of it. See, in my mind, if you do a dog story, you want it to be fun. Dogs are fun. Yeah, but that's what's going to be fun about it. Okay, you want turning everything into dog themes. Okay, um, a dog mystery They're where, like... they in a like, kennel? How could he get in or out? Of a the kennel. The cage was locked. The cage was locked. And suddenly, Courage There's... the Cowardly Dog is dead. Courage the Cowardly Dog is dead, and the only... There is a bloody... No, but I love Courage. Maybe just... There's a bloody chew toy, and what else are dog things? He has ringworm. Okay. There was a collar? Maybe maybe instead of fingerprints, it's bite marks. All right. So, um, okay. I guess the problem with this is that mysteries are hard to write. No, they're not. No, mysteries, they're hard to make up. They're hard to improv. Mysteries are very no, easy. you've said this before, you do it backwards. They're hard to improv, is what okay. I'm saying. Mysteries are hard to improv. Well, if you want to do a locked room mystery, and the, the like, there's a supernatural element to it, one, the other character we have rolled this week... Well, it's usually explained that it wasn't supernatural. Yes, but, like, so Clifford... Yeah. Yes. I guess I'm annoyed with you right now. I'm sorry. Fine. Okay. So, did Courage die? No. No. Okay. Clifford died. But I love Clifford. Okay. A a different dog died. Spot the dog died. Do you want Clifford to die? No, I don't. Do you want Courage to die? No, I don't. What are some other famous dogs? Porkchop from Doug. How about Old Yeller? No. Not Old Yeller. Uh, uh, The Littlest Hobo. The Littlest Hobo... I like the idea of Old Yeller being dead. Because he's mostly famous for For being being dead, dead, for being killed. That is true. Okay. So Old Yeller is dead. Yes. I mean, spoiler alert. Old Yeller is dead. Dale Copper. You decided Copper is a dog name? Yeah. Okay. Dale Copper is on the scene. Uh Uh-huh. And Will Riker is whom? He is the proprietor... Of the Dog Kennel Hotel. Okay. So, Clifford and Courage are two dogs that are staying at the kennel. Yes. Which is a hotel for dogs. Which is a hotel for dogs. Which is called The Kennel. Just like the film, Hotel for Dogs. Yes. Dale Cooper interviews Will Riker. (gasps) Maybe it seems like there was a a Benicula mystery. A vampire mystery. Benicula, the vampire rabbit. No. It is... Fine. A Minotaur. <gasps> the the last character we have rolled this week is the Minotaur from Greek legend. And... It was the Minotaur all along. Will Riker says, oh, it's that Minotaur. There's a legend that a Minotaur lives in my kennel. What lives under Well, actually, the probably not the owner would think that there, the Minotaur lives. The, the Courage owner, the Cowardly Dog would. Yeah, Courage the Cowardly Dog believes that in the legend of the Minotaur... Mm-hmm. That is underneath this right. hotel. He's the eccentric. Uh, he's the eccentric 
uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, person that lives in the town. Yes. And tells all the stories. Exactly. Yes, he, he has a newspaper that, that reveals all the truths about Bigfoot and the UFOs and the Minotaur that lives under the hotel in the kennel. Exactly. That's who Courage is. <laughs> so, uh, Dale, so Will Riker, uh, the, the Basset Hounds? What was he? A German Shepherd. German Shepherd. The Will Riker, the German Shepherd, calls up Dale Coper, the the golden the golden lab lab, and uh, so Dale Cooper's on the scene, mm-hmm. and you know talks to Will, and Will's like, yeah, spot the dog got murdered, and I don't know, old Yeller got murdered. Sorry, old Yeller got murdered, and uh, I don't know what could have killed him. There, his blood is is spewed everywhere as if he got rammed by some sort of bull creature. But that doesn't make any sense as me, logical, Will Riker, Mm -hmm. the dog, would never believe that some sort of bull creature could have done this. Yeah. And then Courage appears Mm -hmm. uh, and is like, I know, I know what did it. I know what done it. I know what done it. It is the Minotaur. The miniature which lives under this very hotel. Courage doesn't talk. We know that. I know. But he doesn't this story. Okay? You guys? He also sometimes talks. Does he? Yes. Does he, like, do dog talk? He does. does, Oh, no, that's right. He does sometimes talk. Like, Muriel, oh, no. Yeah, he he mostly... Mostly just says Muriel. Yeah, mostly says Muriel. But he has some sort of ability to talk. Um, Yeah. He's very loyal, very anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, very scared. Very scared. It's a very scared, scared dog. Dale Cooper is is he inspects the body and what does he find? It's gore marks, as though it's been run through with a by a bull. Yes. And hoof prints. Hoof prints, as On if the ground. As if a a bull man has been through. Yeah. And so he interviews all of. The people, mm-hmm. the dogs, all of the dogs which are in the vicinity. So that is... But he immediately has suspicions. Because he, as a detective, looks in the room and he sees there's some hoof prints and there's some blood splatter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the blood splatter is on top of the hoof prints. But there's no hoof prints in the blood. Oh. Which means the prints were made... And then the dog was killed. Interesting. Very, very good deduction. Yes. Dale. That's what every mystery has. Is yeah. something on top of something else? Is the blood splatter on top of the gun? Is the gun on top of the blood splatter? Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, that's what you've got to do. So Dale, Dale interviews Clifford. Yes. And so Clifford is a giant red dog. Giant staying red dog. at the hotel, and he's immediately suspicious because he's gigantic. Yes. And as we know, whether we want to admit it or not, we are all just a little bit xenophobic. We yes, all of the giants. fear what's different. Specifically giants. What's bigger than us. Yes. And redder than us. Uh, big giant and, dogs. And despite Clifford being very gentle yes. and very friendly, mm-hmm. you know, he's a big red dog. And he does sometimes accidentally knock over lamps and stuff. Yeah, he's very clumsy. Um, and... He was just in town for an anime convention. Yeah. That he wanted to go to. Little known fact. Clifford Clifford the Big Red Dog. Huge otaku. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have an alibi. 
No. Uh-oh. For when? What, how, when was the murder committed? Maybe a clock was smashed. Okay. In the hotel room. Perfect. And that, clocks are always getting broken, and that's how they know yeah. what time the murder was committed. Okay. So, uh, the murder happened at 6 a.m. Yeah. And Clifford has no alibi for 6 a.m. He, yeah, he has no way mm-hmm. to... Maybe Clifford... Did someone see him walking around outside of his room around that time? Yes. And he has a secret that he wants to not let other people know. He doesn't want people to know what a big otaku weeaboo is. Okay. So we don't know yet yes. that he was actually at an anime convention that right. started at 6 a.m.? So I will... Guess. Will... I mean, he has to prep his cosplay. Yes. Yeah. He's going as Victor from Yuri on Ice. Okay. You not agree. What would you rather him? No, I'm just trying to think of something that's big and bulky, and it could be, like, a thing he was carrying that makes him suspicious. But it's like, oh, no, it's just my cosplay. Okay, so he was carrying his skate. Oh, yeah. His skates, which, mm-hmm. I mean, you can murder someone with a skate yeah. if you are... And it even had blood on it. <gasps> and then he says, no, it's just my own blood that I accidentally cut myself. Well, put in my costume together. Okay. And he does have a bandage on his paw. So, so that, that checks out. That checks out. But they do need to take it to the lab. To okay. see whose blood it is. So they send it to the dog lab. Yeah. Uh, and Will seems to... Will is very xenophobic. And oh. believes it is Clifford. He is all for Clifford being the yeah. murderer. He hates giants. He hates giants. Because giants killed his mother. <gasps> That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, That's canon. Look that, is, that is canon. Go do the the non-canon wiki. Scroll it through it. A... It's not in there. It's canon. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That's how you can tell. If it's not in the non-canon wiki, ergo, it must be canon. Okay. What does Courage know? Courage knows that it been done was the Minotaur. I yeah, I guess it. Courage is very convinced it's the Minotaur. Mm-hmm. What evidence... Who is it going to be? Do we want it to be an actual minotaur? I feel like it looks like it's going to be the minotaur and it's a murderer pretending yes. that it is, you know? The minotaur legend is yeah. big enough. It is Scooby-Doo in the fact... That, we're yeah, writing yeah. another Scooby-Doo mystery. I guess we're just writing Scooby-Doo. <laughs> another Scooby-Doo mystery. In that they're, they're, they there is a legend. Like a, yeah, they are going to find shoes with fake hoof print yes. things on the bottom of them. And yeah. There is a legend in town that it is the the Minotaur. Well, I mean, Courage being this this provider of Wait, the Wait, to giant these guys, legend, is a Minotaur a dog? dog? A dog? Just a dog with a bull, bull head? head? I guess so. Was I it mean, an entire top half? No, it was just a bull head. It is a bull head. And I think... No, I think it has a body of a human all around. Oh, okay. Maybe it, it has some... Maybe it has some bull legs. Yeah. It's half bull, half man. Because it's dog world, so I was thinking it would be half bull, half dog. Yeah. That's I mean, idea. that would... A that half person. bull, half... Like, a human would be a monster in their world, right? Or at least would be a beast. Much as how a dog is a beast in our world. I guess Beast so. in the classical sense, not beast in the... Like, beast as in non-human. Yeah. Like a monster? Yes. No, like as in an animal. But we're not just flipping humans and dogs. Oh. This is dog world. So humans aren't pets in this world? Maybe maybe humans are just humans. They humans. live in human world. Okay. Like pony world. Well, what I'm saying is that a hu- half human, half a bull 
would also be very alien to these dogs. Yeah, it'd be so, a monster. So we could do that, I mean, or we could make it a half dog. What do you think? You mean a half man, half bull. Regular old minotaur. Do you want it to be a regular minotaur, or do you want it to, instead of being half human, be half dog? What would you prefer? Let's make it half human. Yeah, I think we'll a go classic, classic minotaur. minotaur. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, of the characters we have laid out so I'm, far... I'm stymied. I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, like... I have a pretty good setup. We need... But we need to have a resolution. Yeah. And that's difficult. So, I think while we ruminate on our setup, should we do our first segment? Our okay. first game. Okay, let's I have play our game. This game that I am proposing we do... Okay. ...is a little something I like to call Guess That Shit. He was a boy... He was a boy, can I make it any more obvious? They are in love, they're one and the same. So let's give their love a name. Okay, so let, let me first explain. A ship is pairing two characters romantically, whether it is or is not canon. I'm sure a listener knows this already, but I'll just... Uh, yeah, for the ones that don't. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's pairing characters, uh, ship as in relationship. Pairing them, whether they are or aren't canon, doesn't really matter. It's just whatever the, the writer wants. Um, and usually four specific ships, like to pair off um, um, Harry and her... No, uh, Ron and Hermione, for instance. Uh, people would say, this is a Romione fi- flick. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, fic. They put the names together. Usually in a portmanteau. Sometimes it's in a fun, uh, uh, jokey way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have... And because... Uh, Nintendo just released uh, some very exciting news about a bunch of new games coming to the Switch. Ooh. I figured I would make it video game themed. Okay. So that it's not completely impossible. Because I was thinking, like, yeah. it's just so broad. The Narrow it down Any a character tiny bit. paired okay. with any character. Yes. Like, it's way too broad. So I have some ship names that I want you to guess. Okay. Marich. Marich. And this is a video game edition. Marich. And most ship names are uh, portmanteaus of some kind. I'm going to guess Peach and Mario. Correct. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm going with easy mode yes. to, to, to ease us into it. Yes. Very, very good. Um, so on that same uh, uh, riff, what about Sontails? I mean, Sonic and Tails. Bit of a gimme. Yeah, Sonic and Tails, correct. Uh, Also, Zelink. Zelda and Link. Zelink, yeah. Pretty pretty straightforward. We've also got Soriel. Soriel. Now, this one's a little more obscure. Soriel. But it is very... uh, It's particular to the news about the Switch, because we do have some new games coming to the Switch. It sounds like we've got new Smash coming to the Switch. Yes. We've also got Undertale coming to the Switch. Yes. We've also got um, Night in the Woods coming to the Switch. So, Soriel. Soriel. Oriel? Oriel. Sa? Sa? San and... And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sans and... God, I don't remember Oriel. Uh, I don't know. Toriel, yes. I'm gonna give you that. That was that was close enough. I'm amazed yeah. you got as far as you did. So that was Sans and Toriel from okay. from the Undertale. Yes, the, the little skeleton man and the um, bull lady, one of the okay. more popular ships of of that series. 
And as a bonus question, I'm going to give you one that's kind of off the wall, but I thought it was kind of funny. So what do you think Fontcest is? Fontcest. And remember, this is non-canon ships, just what the writer happens to like. Fontcest. Fontcest? Yeah. Whether the reader is going to like it or not, writers like what they write. Fontcest. Video game edition. Are we still within the... Nintendo Switch? Yeah, oh, this is okay. still a video game edition. But Nintendo Switch. About Nintendo Switch It's games. not going to be Tomb Raider. No, yeah, that's right, that's okay. right. Okay. Fontcest. I guess this is a little bit of a trick question, because... Yeah, I, I'm stumped. I, I, the last one we had was Sans and Toriel. I'm stumped. And now we've got Fontcest. So think about Undertale. the combinations of very popular characters. I don't know. And Cest... Is a little icky. Oh, okay. So it would be an and incest one. So I'm gonna guess. I guess it's tough. Luigi and Mario. Font. Font. So, fonts are. Oh, it's Sans and uh, and. Uh, papyrus. Papyrus. Yeah. Yeah. So the skeleton bros. Yes. Paired together romantically of becomes font says. Okay, that's pretty good. And I guess uh, incest is a pretty popular like kink. Yes. For some people, so a lot of people just write. Fan fiction as a form of porn for themselves. Of so course. there end up being a lot of uh, incestuous uh, uh, ships. Yes. Shouts out if you have ever written a Fontcest <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> and just to be clear, um, we understand that enjoying specific kinks doesn't mean con- condemnation? Con- doesn't mean you condone or think it's good. Yeah. Like incest is weird and creepy and... Obviously, very, very illegal. Yes. But people love Do we taboos. have to stipulate that? Uh, okay. A little. Yeah. I guess right. not. We can just say, We don't like, judge. Yeah, we don't judge. We're not here to judge. We're not here to judge. We're not here to yuck any yums. Exactly. So, back to our murder mystery. Uh, I mean, right now... Oh, I, well, I was thinking of another uh, another fun segment we could do is, is taking those same... Uh, uh, Whatever ships ships I did, and trying to think of funny words for them. Like what? Because sometimes there's like there's like puns, okay, or jokes, but that might be hard for us to do off the cuff. Yeah, you know. I mean, like we can try it right now. Because like uh, Zelda and Link together, I was thinking would make uh, a good ship name would be Bishon Elf, like Bishonin. Okay. Yeah. 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 And. Sonic Tails, Sonic and Tails, could be something like a blue fox. The problem with blue fox, though, is that also kind of applies to Fox McCloud and his good buddy. Falco. Falco. Yeah. But, I mean, like, whichever fandom claims it first gets it. Gets it. That's right. But there could also be Swift Fox, Quick Fox. Quick Fox is good. He's a helicopter. Because then you can also reference a quick brown fox. <gasps> Jumping over a lazy dog! Yeah. Anyways, just That has us. been uh, Guess That Ship. Yeah. Okay. Back to the murder mystery. Oh, yeah. I forgot to actually think about that. Hmm. I think, like, the obvious person, the obvious murderer would be Courage. Because oh. he's the one perpetuating the myth. Mm-hmm. He's the one uh, telling everyone the Minotaur is real. It's a real thing. And Clifford seems like... The obvious murderer, because, you know, the xenophobia, mm-hmm. being a giant, 
being red, not having an alibi. However, maybe um, the, to twist it. I mean, we can just mm-hmm. go like the, we can do the twist twist where it turns out the obvious yeah, answer yeah, yeah. is the right answer. Because what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is uh, Cooper is going to get copper. Copper. Agent Dale Copper is going to have uh, a hunch that it's actually Will Riker. Even though Will Riker this right. whole time has been saying adamantly, no, the Minotaur is not real. But he knows that he's enjoying a lot of tourist visits. Yes. So for... I mean, it makes sense also for it to be Riker who called in the crime. Mm-hmm. But as we all know, just because you don't... Just because you call 911 doesn't mean you're innocent. Right, right. So it does, like, for me, uh, Will or Courage are the two suspects to to actually pin this on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the idea of it being Courage because he realized that, uh, maybe he realized that some other claim he had made was completely untrue. Mm. Like, uh, he'd been talking about UFOs and then someone showed him a... Uh, like manifest of the nearby army base that was yeah. testing their new airplane or whatever, and it's like and realized, un- uh oh, that photograph is fake. Yeah, it's and it's totally fake. Like it's mm-hmm. not even like he can't even do the necessary uh, logic jumps to yeah. make it real anymore. It is one hundred percent real. So this so he one needs to he, save face. He loses. Maybe do you think it is a thing that he knows he's doing it? Or he is... <gasps> He's sleepwalking? Well, it's just like he has lost himself to the point where he has become the Minotaur in order... Oh. Like, almost a dual personality in that it is... Mm-hmm. He's doing it to fulfill his regular personality's uh, fantasies. I see, I see. So we got a bit of a bit of psycho twist going in yes. there. An, an obsession becomes a manifestation within yes. one's mind. Yes. I'm very deliberately not using terms like multiple personality disorder because nope. that's which sucks. I believe I have already used, and I <laughs> apologize. Probably, yeah. Um, but it's fun to have the idea of like my, a mind breaking, yes. and uh, yeah. Uh, this other psyche coming through. Maybe Will Riker is the the biggest suspect, and then he also ends up dead. And it ends up, and it's because oh, I like that. it's because he was like being so dismissive of Courage's theories. Right. Okay. So we have a scene where where Dale uh, is getting a nice coffee mm-hmm. uh, in a in a, a nice bowl, a nice a bowl a nice of coffee, dog dish of coffee, dog dish of coffee. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, God, I love... love Give your gift. Give yourself a gift every day. Today, it's a nice black coffee. Oh, yeah. And he starts lapping up the coffee, and in the corner of his eye, Mm -hmm. he sees Will yelling at Courage, Mm -hmm. being like, you're scaring off all my business. Or is he... No. maybe, maybe Courage is more just... Maybe he's just laughing at Courage. Or courage is like crazy stuff. Maybe yeah, okay. He's like he just is doing the exact thing. He is condescending mm-hmm. to courage, which is the very trigger of courage. Oh, yes. This is the thing that triggers the the violence. Condescension. Yeah. So him being like, because 
especially now that Courage has been outed as a maniac, Mm -hmm. this condescension puts him over. Right. And uh, so Dale sees this, and later Will ends up dead. Mm -hmm. And then, so now there are only two suspects, Clifford and Courage. Right. And it turns out to be... Or the Minotaur. Or the magical the real minotaur. minotaur. Yeah, it has to always be on the back of the reader's that mind. That is true. Maybe it was a minotaur. Maybe it was the I minotaur. Don't know. And how does Dale prove that it is courage? I mean, because this is Dale Cooper, Dale has a nap, and he he enters into the red room, and there is. I'm trying to think of a way to make the 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 craziness of the red room into. Dog, dog style. So, like, uh, a bone starts talking backwards. Oh, yeah. Okay, like a whole... There's, like, a little devil man that talks to him. And, like, a, a dwarf. And, yeah, it's just like... He's sitting in a doggy bed, a red velvet doggy bed. Okay. And um, not just a bone starts talking to him. A bone horse walks in. It's a... <laughs> A horse Ooh, that is spooky. all bones. Or skeleton. Or all skeleton. A skeleton horse. And starts talking backwards. And it says, like, you know, check courage. No, not... Check your courage to the sticking place. Check your courage to the sticking place. But because stick, of... Stick your courage to the sticking place? It's a quote from Macbeth. Okay. And... Uh, but of course says it all weird because yeah. it's backwards. Like, oh, stick courage from, what is it? To your stick, to the sticking place? You're, don't ask me. Well, I guess I'll just have to look it up. Man, Mac- I wish I was smart and knew Macbeth quotes all the way. I mean, you knew that. That was impressive. Screw your courage to the sticking place. Screw. Okay, so he says it all backwards and freaky like, yeah. screw mm-hmm. your courage to... The thinking place, and and Dale wakes up, <gasps> and he he knows courage to check courage. Yeah, and okay, so Dale runs out on all fours. <laughs> wow, courage is killing <gasps> Clifford. Oh no! He catches he catches courage in the act. But he actually just kind of like pokes Clifford in the paw. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's hard to humongous. Kill. He's a giant, so it's very difficult to kill Courage. Mm-hmm. To kill Clifford. Sorry, to kill Clifford. Uh, we have rolled so, two the dogs with C <laughs> names. Yeah, yeah, right. So was Cliff was Courage when he goes berserk? Mm-hmm. Was he dressing up in a in an outfit with like horns on it? And that's what yes. was what was he was using as the. Weapons? If you remember in Courage the Cowardly Dog, <laughs> Courage could transform to uh, to try to tell Muriel that there is a monster, like in cartoon versions of pantomime. Yes, like, rah, 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 rah. and he would like miniature, miniature, and then he would just like make horns. Oh, so he does that. Okay, to uh, uh, to, but to it, transform into minotaur style. Yes, Courage, and. So he's like bumping into Clifford, and Clifford's yeah. like he's goring him. Something, something. Uh, it's like my butt itches. 
He doesn't bee sting me. Yeah, a bee. It's it feels like a bee sting. Yeah, he does. And Dale, what what is like a gun for a dog? Oh, what is a gun for a dog? What is a gun for a dog? Dogs use their teeth for most things. Okay. They're like eating bones. Maybe it's just like a chew they toy chew that's a gun. On chew toys, yeah, wow. a chew toy. And so he he said, Freeze! <laughs> Freeze! Clifford, you have the right to play He's like, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> You have the right to remain silent. You are under arrest. And then, and then Creed starts running away, but Clifford just sits on him. Um, yeah. And traps him. He doesn't kill him. Not just on purpose. Him. He just, just Clifford just sits. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the day And he catches safe. him red-handed. Red pod. Red pod. Well. And once again, the day is saved. Thanks to Dale Cooper Dale and Copper. Clifford's butt. <laughs> we just kept saying Co- Cooper anyways. Yeah. Because Copper wasn't that good of a joke anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um it was an obscure reference to a Disney film? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Of a different kind of dog, anyways. Yeah. He wasn't even a hound dog. Although if he's a if he's an invest if he's like a policeman, I guess a bloodhound would make yeah, sense. Yeah, a bloodhound would make sense. For an investigator. Man, we're bad at writing stories. No, we're the well, best. Well if I was gonna give some notes, some editor's okay. notes on our story. You are the editing manager. Should right, I'll, I'll manage I'll manage editor. some edi- editions. I'll do some editing here. Uh, should have been a bloodhound. Should have been a bloodhound. Uh, just like my band, should have been a bloodhound. Right. Should have been a bloodhound gang. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Copper, too obscure of a joke. Yes. Uh, maybe, maybe plan the mystery before you just start writing. Although that's kind of indicative of fan fiction is to just write straight ahead. Without any plan. I think this is the thing, is we are writing the, the correct way of you as, write fan fiction. Yeah, it's as true as it can be, I suppose We so. are amateurs on the internet, mm-hmm, and that yeah. is who writes fan fiction. That's right. It's not you, you're, yeah. And that's the fun of it. That is the fun of it. For, we've, we've been doing pretty well for not having self-inserts so far. Although, yeah. maybe next time. Maybe next time we have a self-insert. kind of. Yeah. Get some Mary Sue's going. Oh, I do love a Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to suggest characters for us, submit them to ffwrshow at gmail.com. Uh, and a special get thanks to the band known as Seawater Bliss for the use of their song, Theme from Team Wolf 2, as our intro and outro. And remember, when in doubt, just AU that garbage. Maybe a dog AU. Maybe a dog AU. Just... Doggy you, it's very good, isn't she? Mm. Mm.